Hello and welcome to another episode of Sean Knobs and Boomsticks. Don't sound so excited, Sean. I'm trying to sound cool. That's not cool. Welcome to. So, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. What's new in the world of knobs? Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Sorry, to turn off the the TV here. Um. New, 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 new. Or what's been up? What have you been doing? I'm watching a lot of movies and TV. Yeah. Yeah. Worked good. kind of my way through all the True Detective, so yeah. first season was fantastic. Did you just see that for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that when it was out, so I don't remember, but I, I enjoyed it. It was one of part. those things that everyone kept saying was so great, you should be watching it, just maybe not want to watch it at all. Yeah. Like a lot it's of that stuff. Defiant disorder. Yeah, I got a problem with that. Yeah. I think a but lot of no, people do. so I actually watched it. Man, that was a tour de force of acting. I mean, that was that, yeah. was, oh, that was unbelievable. Yeah, it was good stuff. Same thing. Uh, so then, I, you know, everyone says how bad uh, season two sucks. And I think they're wrong. I'm really enjoying this. No, how many episodes are you in? I am seven of eight. Oh, wow. I didn't watch any of season two. Not because people said it sucked. I just never did. So, Nah, it's a different one. And it's, granted, it's not as good as the first season. Like, it's not nearly as intriguing, like right from the rip that yeah. season one was. But, you know, it's really hard for Vince Vaughn to be bad in something. And he's he's great. I, I That stare down he had in the kitchen between him and Colin Farrell was just outstanding. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't next, know. Next time you hold a gun on me, make sure I don't see it coming. <laughs> like, it was, it was fucking great. Um, No, watch that. Um, What other movies have I watched lately? Oh, yeah, I pretty much rewatched all of season seven. Is it seven or six? Six or seven. The, the, most, the most recent season of Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I am... Really excited for this. I've been watching so many different theory videos and Oh, see I avoid I don't like that stuff. Well I here's the thing, like I want to be surprised. The thing with Game of Thrones is they're almost never right. Yeah, I still and they don't like got it, one though. right and they think they're they get everything's correct. Yeah. But it, actually more of it led me led me into watching this guy's videos, um Alt Shift X. I, I'll plug that guy because his background information of Westeros was just fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't watch any anything like that. I, I just want to be surprised. I don't want anything going on in the back of my head, even while I'm watching it. Oh, is this what's other than my own? I have my own theories that aren't at all researched. It's just what I've come up with. Yeah, and, and that's what that's the fun thing about talking about stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but, but some I, of them like oh, the I feel like some mile. of those people they they've read the books. They might have you know researched interviews and footage and this and that and so they might have for me i, I just it's i'm much more superficial i, just, I, I like, watch the shows that's all i know i like knowing stuff but i'll never claim to be a definitive expert in anything yeah maybe maybe asphalt i'm pretty pretty good with that i used to be an expert in uh on robocop the, the first movie i used to know everything about that movie because it was the first DVD I ever owned, and it was a Criterion DVD. <laughs> and 
and I watched everything, all the commentaries, all the little pop-up video style things, all the featurettes, everything. I learned everything about that movie at one point. Not not anymore. I don't remember it now, but yeah, I remember I felt that way about Dead Space because I did, you know, watch, you know, played those games multiple, multiple times, and then read and watched the other ancillary information they had along with it and all that stuff was great hell i even have a fucking marker in my house yeah that's actually really cool fan made which well, is nice 3d printed well still <laughs> i mean but yeah but i mean they had to i don't know i they did an excellent job modeling it oh but no um yeah so you know there was that so let's talk about the the big news that happened today thursday of recording what was that? Was that the new Shazam trailer? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was talking about Sorry. the new Shazam trailer. <laughs> I don't know if there is a new Shazam trailer. No, it was I'm being the, purposely misleading. The Endgame trailer. Yeah. They've done a really good job marketing and not giving away much of anything and actually causing a little bit more confusion of what you thought was going on. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like the fact. Well, I mean, obviously they can't show too much i mean you and i know there's no, gonna be some people coming there, back they put enough in there about you could theorize a whole bunch of stuff and it, it's it's been a lot of fun on the internet today yeah well i again i, I haven't done any re- i've just watched the video i've seen it twice now is all uh maggie and i actually did a reaction video for it dude yeah we sure did <laughs> All right, that trend needs to fucking stop. That is the dumbest shit. It really is, but I I need exposure, man. I don't. Give I, a don't shit. Un- I don't understand. <laughs> like, who watches that? Right. Stuff? That's what, how I feel about like, it. Like, especially remember the original reaction trailers was a guy with a video camera in his face and be like, <gasps> oh my. Well, see, God. we don't. Well, that's the thing, though. Is, is I mean, your typical reaction video is somebody completely overreacting to every little thing. <gasps> oh. There it is. Oh, there it is. It, it's like them saying the name of the movie in the movie. Like, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's not they our. They never called Carol Danvers Captain Marvel, though. <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, now, our, our video is more because of the fact that Maggie has no, does not want to see this movie. <laughs> so she is because not of, excited. Because of the potential. <laughs> yes. Because well, she, she gets so emotionally invested in everything. So she but most she likely clearly won't admits it. she's not a fan of this stuff. She's not a fan, but she definitely enjoys it. That's, so, that's neat. I yeah, like that. Well, it's de- I mean, there's different levels, and so there's, and that kind of, I was kind of bitching about that to um, my older son Logan the other day. The fact that like like with with Captain Marvel, which I've seen twice now, I really liked it. Uh, is I, I, on the internet, you see all these little girls in Captain Marvel outfits and they're all excited for the movie. And it, the only reason that annoys me is because as a comic book nerd, it's like, you know, you could have been reading this shit for years. They've yeah. canceled every Captain Marvel series because it doesn't sell. If you're if you're really a big fan of a movie you haven't seen, you think you would at least have some investment in the property prior to. This has always been my biggest problem with pop pop culture shit is it's not important until it catches on. And when it catches on, it becomes passe. Yeah. So in a way you get a little boom and then it becomes, you know what? Fuck that stuff. Like I was listening, I was flipping around the stations um, on my way to work on Sirius and uh, faction talk with um, uh, the Sam Roberts and Ed Norton uh, show was on. Sorry. And, you know, they were talking about, um, 
about them geeking out or one of their couple of their guys in the, in the production staff geeking out over the over the trailer. And they're like, oh, yeah, that stupid thing with Thanos. And I'm like, you know, Sam, your your, <laughs> your range of entertainment is pro fucking wrestling. Oh, wow. I don't know these like, people. So <laughs> like, no, I like I've, you know, I've, I grew up on the ONA show. Is it Jim Norton? Jim I, Norton. OK, I think said Ed Norton. I, said I was Ed like, Norton. Edward Norton, no. that doesn't he doesn't seem like he'd do radio. Sorry. I don't know. Who, who's the other guy? Said? I apologize. Sam Roberts. He was one of the interns that was on for the ONA show. Oh, okay. and was, I've always and become more of a, a prominent producer during the show. I've always like consistently hated Opie and Anthony. They've always been terrible. The 100 percent of the time. So I never liked them. They well, always seem like a really cut rate. Howard Stern that only picked up on I found the lewd part. They were never funny or creative in any way. Well, I beg to differ. Um, he begged. I, I never, <laughs> I honestly, I never understood the Howard Stern thing. And oh my the, God. And, and the whole, you don't like Howard Stern? <laughs> no, I don't. How like are Howard we Stern. friends? Howard Stern created all that, except the, the difference between what he does and what Open Anthony do and what Rover, a local Cleveland DJ does is, they just do the lascivious, sexual, I, gross things. That's, Howard no, Stern that's did that, but a small portion of what ONA did. But in, in the parts in between, though, they weren't funny like Howard Stern is. I, Howard Stern I is dis, hilarious. I disagree, dude. I think oh. uh, I think uh, oh. Anthony Cumia might be one of the funniest people I've ever listened to. I don't know which one's which. He actually one time. Uh, one time I remember, oh, I can't remember what they said now. Fuck. So one you listen to one thing and you no, judge. No, no, no. The I listened to it show. every day. Every, cause it was, this is when they it were on, on terrestrial right? radio years and years ago, early 2000s. And uh, I remember one of them said something funny once and I remembered it forever and I can't remember it now. And it was, they were somebody, they were recounting a story with somebody like buying subway tokens or something and like one of them got super serious and was like i'll, I'll kill you or something like that was the one time they said it stood out well, to me because it was the one time they said something well, funny uh, all right anyway <laughs> anyway like, i'm anyway. not gonna argue about this shock jack stupid shit i can't stand rover but oh rover's whatever. terrible he's the worst um but no alan cox is pretty bad too i like alan cox he's <sighs> he's not as, at least he's he's intelligent he brings something to it. No, I don't know. Like even real quick stuff, like even the the one show that was on earlier that Sean, Christy, and Hunter, they had a couple funny skits that were just the the mayoral race in Cleveland, and I think it was like 2000, 2003, where they had, they had this one skit. And I actually have it saved somewhere in one of my computers. It, it got me to laugh. It was like Frank, what's my race, Jackson? Because our mayor looks like a white dude. And talks with the deepest southern draw. Yeah, and apparently he's a black dude, and it's just it's befuddling the voice yeah. that comes out of that man. He's yeah, ethnically puzzling. He is. It is. It is a quandary. He's doing <laughs> a good job though, but it's it's just it was real funny. So he had this, the one dude doing a really thick, heavy accent, and then the one female he was uh, had some dude doing like a you know a very heavy. Uh, transsexual voice you know like the really deep i don't know what that show dude. is i've never heard of that. it was it wasn't on very long but oh. this this one skit has stuck with me but yeah. it was is uh the frank guy he's like uh talking about the one lady because i guess she kind of looked like a dude and he's like yeah he's clearly see you're crazy because i could totally see your nuts <laughs> it was just his delivery was so perfect 
So anyway, we we've diverted, we've gone off course. I don't remember what you we were did, talking about now. We did. We can argue about ONA all day, but because <laughs> terrible. I think oh, Howard Stern's OB. fucking terrible. You OB. talk about lowest common denominator. That's exactly what Stern is. Uh, that was some I could see the appeal there, but he's also a super. He's really smart. He's really smart and really funny. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know. You like anime. <laughs> Again, going back to judging something you haven't fucking watched. Oh, yeah. I only named 40 fucking things I watched. Uh, do I have to watch named, all the anime? You named like do four. I, do I have to do the whole fucking list again? Appleseed, Pat Lamborg, Ghost of the, the Shell, Akira, Captain Harlock, Robotech, the one with the bird fucking Battle of the Planets, uh, Afro Samurai, which I kind of enjoyed because of Samuel L. Jackson. Still not, not great. Not Mako? So, what's Mako? I don't know what that is. The voice from the Mako did the voice. You know the uh, the wizard, the Asian wizard dude from Conan. Oh wow, that's going back. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that. He was he was like the main overarching voice. Oh okay, I just, I just remember Sam Jackson. I only watched it once. It was. Are you talking about Afro Samurai? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Samurai Jack. Never mind. No 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 no. Yeah, Afro Samurai. I apologize. <laughs> I'm like I don't know. Not sure yeah, what no. that is, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I did the list. But anyway, back. Let's get back on track. But what were we talking about? <laughs> the Avengers trailer. The Avengers trailer. Yes, Avengers trailer dropped today. I do. But yeah, I how they. Dig, I am digging War Machine's new armor. That looks sick. Yeah, it's man. I, I just I don't really have a lot to say about the trailer. Other, you know, that I think those were like spacesuits they showed at the end, like they were getting ready to go somewhere. I don't feel like that's a new uniform. Uh. Because if it is, it's kind of lame. <laughs> so I don't. I don't think that's what those the, the white suits are. It more looks like the what the Fantastic Foundation uniform. Yeah, yeah, Future Foundation. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, yeah, they, I I love that they can't show anything. I love that because I like being surprised. So I I love I'm that they, be they can't show a lot. Regardless, because here's here's the thing that's been most enticing about Endgame is this storyline and this this gallery of characters is so different from the source material. Like, yeah. you kind of knew, if you read Infinity Gauntlet, you kind of knew where Infinity War was going. Right. And there's no way it's going to have any resolution like that book. I Nebula's still around, though, and she was crucial in Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, she had a big part in Infinity Gauntlet. So I, I don't know that she they'll give did, her... but it's different like there's no Adam Warlock. I know he was shown at the end of Guardians or well, whatever. There's no Mephisto pulling the strings either. Right, and there's no Lady Death. People. Thank God, because that part was really lame. Like, let's be honest, the whole Thanos trying to impress a lady is really well, a lady stupid. That doesn't talk either. Yeah, uh, except the Deadpool. Which I always right. thought was weird. <laughs> I am curious. I, I can't wait to have Deadpool in the Marvel Universe proper. I think it's going to be so great, and I I think they're going to keep Ryan Reynolds because why not? Why wouldn't? How you? could you not? Right. There's there's no reason. Even not just to. to have fun with it. That's what I mean. Just like the he's, studio shit. Yeah. Breaking the fourth wall about the you know Fox Disney thing. But it is it is exciting to do this, and so you know what I was thinking again, like back to Captain Marvel, and like granted, I like the movie. I'm not. I didn't. I don't hate it. And I don't really, I, I just have a lot of nitpicky problems with it. I do have a lot of nitpicks, but I, it's still easy to enjoy for me. So if this was taking place around 1995, yeah. clearly Xandar is still... All right, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, guys, just in case. 
Captain Marvel spoilers coming at you. Not really, but clearly Xandar is still around and the space police Nova are still banging around the universe. Yes. How the fuck are they not involved in any of this shit? Uh, hmm. That, that is an they oversight. They are really bad at their jobs. I didn't even consider that, but yeah. The Nova Corps, of course, being the Marvel equivalent of the Green Lanterns, basically. Because this would have been around the same time when Richard Ryder would have been would have been just getting involved. Is that Nova? In the mid 90s. In the mid 90s, yeah. Okay. Uh, mid nine days. That's going to be a new <laughs> mid, thing. Mid nine Hashtag days. Hashtag nine days. Yeah, there. I have I have a lot of little nitpicks too, uh, but uh, and I I think I stated them when we talked about it. Yeah, but no, for and the like, most part, it's just, it's just it's, I like, think those just, things just keep coming back, just irking the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, that's what happens though when, when you're trying so hard to push this this new character that literally nobody knows. Nobody knows Captain Marvel. I mean, the, the, you know, people know Spider Man, they know Hulk, they yeah. know Captain America, they know Thor a little bit. But I think the mystique would have done it more service than trying to explain. No. Well, that's that was the whole thing. Like, like I said, though, is her whole battle is with amnesia, but at the same time, they're showing us her past. So technically, they're showing her her past. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I still, I just like the movie though. All it's right, fun. Right, it's nineties. Right. Yeah, right. No, it's, <laughs> which, it was entertaining, which, which kind of leads me into our, our movie of the, of the week of the day or movie du jour. Shit, if you will, what did we watch Venom, <laughs> which I will start. Actually, I will start with kind of just my history with the character. I, I was probably introduced to Venom in the early nineties. When uh, the first time I, I actually have a very clear memory, the first time I saw Venom was on the cover of Amazing Spider-Man number 375. And this was right. This was before Maximum Carnage and all that. But well, after his introduction and everything, mm-hmm. this was and Mark Bagley was the artist on the book. And it was one of those gold holofoil covers and Spider-Man and Venom are coming at each other like pro wrestlers or whatever. Yep. And I was immediately and this was. This is around. We were such an easy sell for that shit. Those (laughs) artwork was fucking great, dude. Those chrome, dude. I bought Ninjak because of the chromium fucking cover. (laughs) Those those chromium covers were a bit much, but no, I just like honestly. Aside from the gold, it was more just I'd never seen Venom before, and I love Spider Man, and I didn't know who this awesome looking dude he was fighting. So I and again, I, I wasn't really into comics until like 1993 is when I was able to get access to comics and start buying them. And so that was my first exposure. And then shortly, like later that year is when Venom Lethal Protector came out, which, of course, I bought and I bought like the first four miniseries. Oh, good God. I got I think the first issue of every one of those miniseries that came out in that like three three year window. It yeah. Was well, that's stupid. all they did. It was ba- that's what when well, I was no, looking that's at- when the, the number one craze became in. Right. Where everything oh, yeah. rebooted and started. Yeah. With Venom their- didn't get his own. Like he basically had an ongoing series because every like if he had a six issue limited series, they would just start another one the following month of a three issue or a five issue or whatever. And he basically had an ongoing series for years, but instead they did limited. They numbered them individually, well, and yeah. it was brilliant. And that's and it worked because yeah, I, well, I bought totally all those. Worked. That was that was I, I think that was more credit for the comic book boom than anything else. Oh yeah, because when they started realizing same thing with baseball cards around the same time when they started realizing like, these old old things are worth something. Yeah, 
So then they started like mass producing and just totally devaluing their only stuff. Yep. That's uh, that's also so my history with Venom. Um, I was actually reading the Black Suit Spider Man because I wasn't getting comics on a consistent basis. It wasn't like I was constantly in trouble as a kid and always not allowed to go to the comic book store. <laughs> I think I had to hold on to a gift certificate to the old one in Brunswick for at least 18 months before I got to redeem it. Wow. And I got some free shit from the guy because he's like, dude, dude, come on. You totally could have been here before. I was like, yeah, but yeah. the bus, the bus doesn't come over this way. Right. Um, But no, I was reading a lot of black suit Spider-Man. And I noticed from previous stuff that I read that he seemed a little off. Like the internal monologue was different. Seemed like he was conflicted about things and not really realizing what I was reading at the time. Uh, going back, it's really obvious. Um, yeah. But then I stopped before the big introduction of Venom. Oof. So I missed that. Yeah. Um, and then I kept running around and everyone kept, uh, you know, around the lunch table, everyone was talking about it. And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. But I was still be- I was still picking up. What uh, weird was- school did you go to where kids actually cared about comic books? <laughs> I had a few, I had a few friends. I it, like, it was like our, our, I had it nobody. Was like our little click. That was the only, was nobody. Like, I was trying to tell people like nobody wanted to know. I was I was just a total well, dork. Essentially, because essentially the only thing I was really reading at that point in time was um, was Wizard magazine. Yeah, and uh, they they always saw a lot of really cool artwork of this Spider Man with a mouth. I'm like what is the fuck is this? Yeah. And yeah, so I kind of gravitated to that. And at, at the time I was able to buy, you know, buy into the lethal enforcer and, and all the stuff and all the other weird stuff with the hobgoblin, especially when Larson took over for the art duty yeah. where he got that really big protruded jawline. Yeah. That was just like, almost looked like, um, like violator almost like ah. it was like violator before violator was a thing. Right. From uh, McFarlane. But, it was all really cool. So I'm going to go a so little bit more. I really like that. I mean, I really like the character, you know, grand, the, the more evolution of Eddie Brock. And I think the later, later iterations of people being attached to that symbiote was really interesting. So go back to the original Venom, which was Eddie Brock. Uh, even as a young, as like a preteen or like early teenager, I, I mostly just like the design of this character. And honestly, it was never a good character, to be honest. He was never like a cool villain. He was never like a Dr. Octopus. He was Eddie, Eddie Brock was always an idiot. He was a narcissist. <laughs> you know, yes. he, he was just a muscle bound mullet having dude. Yeah. I only liked him when he was actually in costume as Venom. And so the, I, my affection for the well, character it really didn't open up until Lethal Enforcer when he Lethal Protector, actually, Lethal Protector where they actually create made Eddie Brock a viable character. Well, even then, though, he's yeah, they made him better because you know, they gave him a little bit of, uh, you know, he had like uh, dad issues and stuff or whatever. But still, it was just never a great character. So that kind of leads me into the movie where I've, I feel like Tom Hardy really did something with a very thin character yes and he was now i have to i have to say this about venom the movie it is not a great movie but i i really enjoy it i really like most of it but it it is not like if i was just gonna if i was gonna look at this as a film critic and not a comic book fan who has any kind of emotional ties with the character i'd probably give this movie like a five out of ten you know i'd give Uh, it like a two two and a half what's that it's pretty middle of the road however because they got 
so much right with Venom and with Eddie Brock and actually uh, really evolved the character and their relationship and made Eddie Brock. They they gave him motive. They, they made him like an affable idiot, kind of. Not I don't want to say he's an idiot, but because no, he, he they made him his own worst enemy, which yes, which is more good intention, which is more endearing than just. I feel jaded that someone got a job or did their job better right. than me. You can relate to like, that more. It's not, it's not this this shallow one up or gamesmanship or one upsmanship. It, it, they turned him into someone that actually gave a shit about what he was doing and stuck to his own morals and gut feeling and being constantly punished for being who he is. I thought that was a really good twist for, for Eddie Brock. And he, he kind of similar to Tony Stark. He's kind of his own worst enemy in a way. Yep. But I mean, before before the Venom uh, symbiote comes along and uh, I, yeah, I just they, they gave him a depth and, and a, a just they made him a likable character. I really I, I don't want to see anybody else play Venom now besides Tom Hardy. I don't want to see because I just I really liked his Eddie Brock. He actually made him into a person instead of like, dude, there's kind of, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of comic book characters do have a lot of depth, you know, Peter Parker uh a lot of the villains like Doc Ock, I'd mentioned, um, but a lot of them are all also like very, very thin. <laughs> no one has flushed out Doc Ock as well as uh, Dan Slott as in um, the yeah. uh, the Spider-Man game. Oh, OK. I thought, well, I, I thought Dan Slott did a great job with Superior Spider-Man. Oh, good God. Yeah. I think yeah. I, really... I don't think I don't think we get the Doc Ock we got in, in Spider-Man without that run happening. Yeah, because that I mean, that was. That was really great. Yeah. Dan Slott, I think, is my all-time favorite Spider-Man I tell you writer. what, dude, I need to see more of the female Doc Ock from... Yeah, Miles she was Morales. great, too. Yeah, I, man. I, oh, I, my God, and the way she put her hair up like an octopus head, too. Like, there's so <laughs> much layered in that, in the pneumatic arms. Those are great, too. genius. Because they could, like, compress Yeah, you could easier. see the, the air being forced into them yeah. to tighten them. Like, oh. Yeah, that was great. Uh, so, yeah, the, the movie uh, starts off very slowly. Uh, I th- I think it would have benefited if it, it had been like Deadpool one, or even Deadpool two, I guess. But where you get to see Venom in action, I, I think they were trying to go for more like a horror thing, which would have been okay if the movie had been rated R, which is another problem with the movie that I have. Even though again, I really enjoyed it. We and he was biting heads off, which is great, classic Venom. But you don't see it. You don't even see any arterial spray. You don't see any blood. Oh. You, it, it's just you get the implication that he bit somebody somehow and there's no carcass even typically like he just ate the whole thing. <laughs> uh, so that that was a problem. I, w- I wish they had gone R rated for Venom. It, yeah, it, definitely gone for the hard R. Yeah, that that's a missed opportunity. And Deadpool showed you can be successful with a comic book movie with an R rating. And I'm not I know Deadpool's not the first one to do it, but I just mean with. He, he probably made the most he made the most money out of any X-Men movie yeah. and none of the other than Logan. None of those are, are rated R. So that proves you can be very, very successful, not just like Blade successful or the Crow successful, but yeah, I MCU mean that, successful. Yeah, I mean, that, that that benchmark is is all over the place, depending on on which metric you're using. Yeah. Um, But the uh, the things that I like, the, the suit looked great. Yep, I agree. And. They they found a way to introduce Venom without Spider-Man, which I thought was going to be their hardest sell. He never threw any webs. It's always the suit reaching out and grabbing stuff with the little hands, which I thought was great. Yeah. That harkens back more to like the ultimate version of Venom. Yeah. Where it's really no, 
It's right. more the flailing symbiote than it is sw- right. swinging webs and stuff. Which would be cool if those characters cross path and it takes oh on those God. characteristics and then you get to see the symbol. That's what I'm hoping. Is somehow they find a way to get that a symbol on his chest. But the more the more the more I see that symbiote, like I notice it more this time, is that you know the eyes are more fixed and the symbiote moves around them. Like you could actually see different holes in parts around the eye, the white still underneath it. It, hmm. it was really cool. It was like a real cool effect. And I was like, it took me a few times watching it to really, really notice it. But the um like the and actually introducing the symbiote race, which I thought was a really cool, really great idea. That was really cool. And I, I think it was very ballsy. And you, you could put this under ballsy or stupid. But the fact that they, they come to Earth and they all just have these human names straight out of the comic book, yeah. Riot and Venom and Shriek or whatever. Like, that's hilarious to me. The, oh, that's Riot. My name is Venom. Like, why is that your name? Why do you speak English? Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's. I, I like that that part of it. Well, I'd imagine they'd all know how to speak because they've been attached to human beings and they can, you know, they literally see. Oh, that makes thoughts. sense. There you go. There's a good way kind to. Kind of a universal translation. Yeah, there you go. They don't need the translation. They've fish. been in the brain. They can. That's just part of their nature. I like well, that. Well, yeah. And then the consequences of actually having one attached to you was never really made clear either. Well, they, they said that it would feed on your organs, I think, is what was happening. Yeah. But yeah, they never explained like why they couldn't necessarily bond, why they needed a specific host, why one host was better than another. Maybe that maybe the the symbiotes just didn't well, like I, that person. I would imagine it's probably more their moral fortitude than hmm. anything else is how you would be able to bond them because the two strongest personalities in the movie bonded the best to the symbiotes. That makes sense. I like that too. Look at you, man. Bring it some new some new I, shit. No, I, I, even though like there isn't really a lot to dig into on there's there, really but there's really not. But yeah, that's I like. There's that. still there, like the fact that there's feel, no cameras in this high tech lab. Yeah, <laughs> that's like my favorite yeah, thing. Security. Yeah. <laughs> there's no cameras. This, this guy's basically a cross a, between like Elon Musk and Bill Gates or whoever, and, but and he doesn't guy, have cameras. And a guy with a guy making meth in the camper. Like it, there's <laughs> there's no middle ground in there. Like <laughs> yeah. You're all the way smart and all the way stupid at the same time. Yeah. No security cameras. That was, that was, that was great. But, but yeah, we can shoot rocket ships. No problem. Right. Yeah. They they had a man. <laughs> That's, that was but, probably but my honestly, biggest gripe the, with the, the movie. Thing, the thing that made me enjoy this movie more than anything else, and it is a dumb point, is Venom spoke correctly. Dude, he had a great voice. Yeah. Well, and that was, that was Tom not, Hardy as not, well. I'm not even talking about the voice. I'm talking about that it's a... Uh, uh, two individuals as one person. Yeah. When they start talking about us and we, yeah, all, and like it's never a singular thing, right? Yeah, I like that too. But I, I like more importantly though, I really like the voice because I don't know if you remember the voice from the '90s cartoon, but it was fucking terrible, yeah. it's screechy. <laughs> yeah, and like no, that's not they, they did the right thing. They went low. Uh, the the other stuff I like, um, the uh, uh Dan. And Anne, <laughs> Anne and Dan, I thought they were great. You know, you had two great actors in this. I mean, Venom, honestly, it was like a B movie when you think about it, you know. Uh, but th- Dan was great. I don't know the actor's name. I'm sorry. I just know him as Dan from Veep and Dan and Venom. He plays a guy named Dan and everything as far as I know. And then uh, Michelle Williams as Anne really bring in some real humanity. Like th- just that scene. Well, after- you want to talk about a strong female. Right. There you go. Like that's 
no bullshit. But you the, know the scene where she after, wasn't dependent on anyone for her decisions, which was great. After he takes out all those cops and she finds him, and she's like, "What the hell?" Like her physical reaction and what she said was so realistic to me to finding out that Eddie Brock was this monster and the way she like stumbles away, but she's like looking back because she's confused, but also scared. Uh, I was like, that's fucking great. Like a lesser actor wouldn't have have done that. But but that that was really great. And then I also just like the writing for her relationship with Dan is you expect Dan and Eddie, you know, you you expect expect the typical serial. Yes. you, You expect to be at odds with each other or one of them to be aggressive towards one another. Neither one of them is. <laughs> I mean, no, Venom's aggressive, but not and, Eddie and Brock. That, and that plays to the point of they actually made Eddie Brock a human being. Yes. And actually gave him, and he's not fueled by jealousy, not fueled no, by... he's not a total asshole. He's, and he's, he's he, like, he doesn't know. That was a good story about that scene where they get out of the cab. And, you know, they introduce like, oh, yeah, Eddie Brock, I really liked your work. And she just like looks at him like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's took out, took out a lot of people. She's like, yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> like, that's great. That's yeah. a great line. <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, well, take it easy. Smacks him, <laughs> smacks him on the back and walks away. Like, right. That's a total dude move. Yeah. And then when when he comes into reaction, he's like, what is going? What do we get? I'm not talking about him. What are we going to do with that? Right. He's not even worried about the nature of their relationship at that point, and he shouldn't be. Uh, but it, it played really well as a dark comedy, kind of, with some okay... Act. The action wasn't great. I mean, when you have a symbiote, a black symbiote fighting a dark gray symbiote... In the dark. <laughs> in the At nighttime, not so great for the, the action choreography, unfortunately. I really like the scene with the cops, though, when he takes the cops out, when he's like, mask, copy, and then he... Yeah. That was, again, not great. There's so many little moments like that that are so endearing. And that's... that's I think that stuff is what won me over. Because at no point would I say, oh, this is a perfect Venom movie, but they definitely got the characters right. Eddie Brock and Tom and uh, Venom. And by getting Eddie Brock right, they got him right by not following the comic. Because in the comic, he's a fucking asshole. He's just mm-hmm. a self-centered fucking asshole. In this movie, he's a little self-centered, because he, but he, it's more because he's driven by his work and trying to do the right thing to a fault. Again, kind of similar to Tony mm-hmm. Stark, you know, cre- creating his own problems. So uh, what I also really enjoyed when he once he found out that it was a parasite that got into him, he's like, you know, can this make you climb a tree like really, really <laughs> fast? <laughs> Like just there's so many like little lines of disbelief of what's happening. And yeah, trying to the internal monologue stuff is the things that I enjoyed the most. Oh, yeah. When he's talking to himself. Yes. That a dude in the the tater tots and the chocolate milk. That's the dumbest stuff in the world. But it's it's so it's so weird for, you know, and that and it's that character. Yeah, it just fits. I I I loved it. I I just I I enjoyed it way more. I, I went into that movie. Thinking with, with very low expectations, I was like, this is going to be crap. Sony hasn't made a good Spider-Man universe movie since Spider-Man 2. This is going to and when they did have Venom in a movie in Spider-Man 3, you saw it happen the first time. But man, they, they I don't want to say they like knocked it out of the park, but they really surpassed my expectations, though, which, again, were quite low. Mm-hmm. But as a Venom, as a longtime Venom fan, I actually have his first appearance. I have issue 300 in a CGC graded case and everything that's i have like two comics of value that's one of them the other one is deadpool's first appearance in new mutants 98 uh which is getting graded right now i haven't got i don't know what it's actually going to be graded and but it's going to be in case though it's going to get slabbed finally 
And those are those are my heirlooms for my children. <laughs> it's like, Logan, you get Venom because you're older and he's older. And Mason, you get Deadpool because he's the younger character. But And I know they're not even worth. I mean, Venom's worth about four hundred dollars. Deadpool's worth about two fifty to three hundred, depending on the condition. So there are things I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I mean, I like the character and there's so many things about it that I think they could have done a little bit better. I think they could probably could have done a better job. Make it a better antagonist for him yeah. other than the guy that took him down because he's got money. Like, all right. A little obvious. That's kind of weak. Now, that was all based on Lethal Protector, though. A lot of that whole storyline is is kind of ripped from Lethal Protector. As, as not good as Lethal Protector is as a, as a comic book, I do like that they went to that source material and they they made it better. I can appreciate that with the Life Foundation and everything. And I still think I still don't like Woody Harrelson casted as Carnage. And yeah. I'm kind of curious now because it was such a very specific storyline how Carnage came to be. Uh, how are they how are they gonna retcon that one? So well, that's the thing. Well, he was a serial killer before he got Yes, Gargan was on his way to death row. Yeah. When well, no, no, not Gargan. I'm talking about No, not Gargan, um Cleus Cassidy. Cassidy. Sorry because these names are so <laughs> well gargan is scorpion yes uh, gargan is also venom too yeah i hope they don't do that i hope they don't do like multiple venoms i don't i don't really like that just let the one Dude, guy the flash thompson venom was probably one of my favorites yeah i, ne- I never read that one i just i agent, like the really agent venom i like the monster venom oh no he goes monster only when it's necessary yeah and it's pretty great because flesh thompson doesn't have any legs at this point right that the suit's filling in the gaps yeah uh Oh, yeah, but with Cletus Cassidy, so he was a serial killer beforehand, and then he somehow gets... Well, they're in... That he's in jail, and somehow the symbiote spawns off Carnage. Well, I remember he got it, like, in his bloodstream, so he can't even be separated from it, really, from what I remember of, of Carnage's origin. I don't know if that's changed over time, but it, the difference between him hey, and Venom... Hey, Blood Brothers, high five. Like... <laughs> <not>. <laughs> I don't know what it was, if he just got cut or whatever, but the symbiote got into his actual bloodstream and somehow it's it's different. So he he, he can't be taken out as easily as Venom. I never liked Venom's weaknesses, like noise and fire. Well, everybody's a little bit weak to fire. <laughs> a little bit, right? So that's not that's not really a stretch. Except for the Hulk. No one likes fire. But the noise thing is, man, that's the a... The Sonic thing? Yeah, that's a terrible weakness. But even the Hulk has that weakness. He always powers through it, though. You have to have so you. Have, it's not about the for Hulk. It's more about the the decibels, how loud it is. Whereas with Venom, it's actually a certain it pitch inner, inner inner ear thing. Well, I, you can't have something that's just without a weakness. No, no, I'm not saying he shouldn't have. A Honestly, weakness. my favorite part. Of, I just think his weakness is lame. My favorite thing part part of Venom uh, compared to Spider Man is they cannot sense where each other. Is yeah, they, they negate each other's uh, spider sense. Spidey sense. Yeah, I do like that. So I, I'm going to give this four out of five boomsticks. I'll give it a three. Three? I like three, three, three and a half. Like I'm kind of hovering. Actually, I just adjusted my um, my voodoo score on it. Actually, I kicked it up half a star. Yeah, three and a half? Yeah, three and a half now. That's a, I should probably go three and a half on it. I'd put it at like a seven out of ten. Why did I do five? I, I don't know <laughs> what we should we work could, we should workshop this let's just change it let's just fuck it seven out of ten <laughs> <laughs> we can do what we want it's our show it's our format we don't have any sponsors we don't have yeah. a we don't have a corporate arm <laughs> yeah, we really don't have to keep things canon no we can do what we want 
Uh, yeah, a seven. I'll say a seven point five out of ten. That's what I'll give it. I want to give it an eight. Great. So now we got a twenty point sc- scale. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Just out of ten. I mean, but yeah, I guess technically. No, 20. half stars are are a, a, a right, but it's still denomination. Just, it's all still. Are we just going quarters 10. next, dude. You can do seven point one if you want. We'll take it back to the EGM. Good God. Way of scoring. I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like I would say, like it, it's probably what i would give captain marvel in the same same vein so i give captain marvel a solid eight i just really enjoyed that movie it's well made i'm really happy I, you enjoyed it i like the characters a lot despite my oh. own nitpicks despite the stupid wannabe feminist slant that, uh, that they tried to that stuff, pitch that doesn't matter to me like that none of that like uh, that it was just noise it um, is and that's why i can i can ignore that because it's like but the things I, that just, I, re- it's all the sales things I really liked and again like how many times i say it like all i really needed to see was that space mohawk no. and what pissed me off is i got rid of the space mohawk at the end of the movie <laughs> and i was like fuck you movie <laughs> honestly that like that like it went from like a like probably an eight to a five just because of that one fucking scene wow for me so that's how you could tell that you're a cosmic marvel fan though and i'm that's not important to me. that is such a dumb reason but i no, it just, I, dude it i get just, that when you're passionate about something it just, it's just different and because that's, that is my favorite thing but whenever you come across captain marvel in space and she's got that thing and it's a firehawk like just yeah. just wrecking shit all right now to abruptly segue like i like to do into our next topic which is going to be video game related. I have been playing uh, the DMC Devil May Cry, the one made by Ninja Theory. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm almost done with it. Although I, I'm still... Like personally done with it? Or? No, 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 no. Like I've almost finished the game. I think I'm, I'm guessing I have about two or three levels left. <laughs> and I, th- I think I'm on like level 13. I haven't looked it up, but it feels, you know, with the story, the way it's going and everything. Uh, so I'm really enjoying it. And it's funny because I own... I own all the Devil May Cry games, except for the newest one, except for Devil May Cry 5, which when it came out, that's what kind of got me to be like, oh, man, I I got I never I've only finished Devil May Cry 1 and 4. And I never finished 3. I played a lot of 3, but in, in Devil May Cry 2, I played a lot of as well. That one sucks. It's not man, hard. I tried it's just, so hard. That one is monotonous and boring and bad. It's just, man, I don't know what happened there. They just rushed that one out, though, clearly. Uh, but I'm really enjoying the Ninja Theory take on it. And I, I'm guessing I haven't done a lot of research on it. I haven't done any research on it, but I, I got the feeling when it came out that there was backlash because Be- Dante had black hair. Yeah, because he looked different. Can't <laughs> just like my 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 Captain Marvel at the right. end. Right, like it's the dumbest shit. Just sends like, and I get that because I I aged. I get mad about that stuff too. But the reason that didn't bother me, even though I was kind of a Temple May Cry fan, I don't. I, it's not like I own the toys or anything, but I. It didn't bother me because his character design is terrible. So I didn't mind the change because he looked mm-hmm. like a shitty anime character. And so they made him look like more like a, a person instead of a, like a super gay anime cowboy. They kind of made him look like a, a punk teenager, which I, I liked instead of the the leather and the boots. He looked cool in Devil May Cry 3. He didn't have a bad look there. But all the other games, he just looks like he's a white haired dude in a giant red leather duster. But no, like, but he come on. He's got like in the first game, he, he looks almost like a vampire. His outfit is much more akin to like a vampire. Vampire's the fucking same. <laughs> what? His outfit's the fucking same. No, it's, it's really not. You should go back and play him. In the third one, he doesn't even have a shirt on, but he's got like baggy pants and combat boots. 
What? So, yeah. He in the first one, he, he's got like it's got like belts and straps and it's clearly his whole outfit's leather. And then in the fourth one, which he wasn't a huge part of, that's when they introduced Nero. He that's when he goes into like gay cowboy mode with the leather leather pants and, and the cowboy boots and more his his uh his trench coat looks more like a cowboy duster. He just needs the hat. And Hansel. He's so hot right now. Hansel? Never mind. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Zoolander. Oh man, you reference that movie a lot. The movie's fucking great. <laughs> is it? It really is. Uh so uh, anyway, I I don't I didn't want to buy Devil May Cry 5 yet because I'm like, you know what? I need to finish some of these other Devil May Cry games that I haven't finished. Clear the backlog. But understand. I've never here's the thing with Devil May Cry, and it just kind of set me down a hole with just with action games in general. I've never understood the the love for the series. I don't think it's as great as other action it's games I've played. It's not as great as it's aesthetic. Like it's got a really cool con. It's got a cool co- character concept that's just not fleshed out at all. No, yeah. I thought the first one could have been a perfect one-off. No, you didn't need any sequels. Hmm. But I guess it was a hit, so of course you're going to get a sequel. That's just I know. how it works. Fucking Capcom. See, and that. But when I compare Devil May Cry one to Ninja Gaiden, it Ninja Gaiden blows it out of the water in my opinion, as far as an action game well, goes. Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Black. I mean, is probably one of the most perfect third-person action games. Other than the camera. <laughs> but the, you can get around the camera once you learn how to play that game. Yeah. And they fi- you with Ninja Gaiden Black, they fix the camera You learn lot. not to put yourself in that position, which... Yeah. Sometimes you still do, but... Uh, but no, but again, just, but you're good enough to, to follow that game even from its audio cues. The, the Ninja Gaiden... Uh, I, and I'm pretty sure Ninja Gaiden is the first like third person hack and slash action game I really play. I'm trying to think of one on PS1 that's similar. Musha? And I never played that one. Tenju? I never played Tenchu. Wasn't that more of a stealth game? It's still third person. Okay, but I just mean like Devil May Cry. Way through that. When I think of it, when I, I'm thinking of Devil May Cry, Ninja Gaiden, Bayonetta, uh, just games of that ilk. God of War to an extent. Uh and so Ninja Gaiden was like the first one I played that was from that perspective, the high uh, fast paced action. And I just felt way more in control in Ninja Gaiden. Like I understood it. I don't know why, but the controls make a lot more sense to me. Yeah, because they kind of did the they, they kind of modeled it after how the fighting system works in uh, Dead or Alive because Itagaki was in control of both of those. Well, I never had pl- I didn't play Dead or Alive. I'm just at saying that that's. But that's why that controls like that. Like it's very heavily based on counters being your most punishable, your most punishing attacks. Yeah. Um, so it kind of baits you into more reactionary gameplay versus brute force. But not, and I'm even talking just the control scheme in general. Like your your main melee attack in all the Devil May Cry games is on your triangle slash Y button. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. <laughs> like that's your heavy attack. You know, I'm used to X makes more sense to me. X or square, depending yep. on what you're playing on, uh, being your 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 main attack, and then your heavy is on Y or, or uh, triangle. Uh, but the, yeah, the Ninja Gaiden series, well, not the series, but the, the I really like. I know you didn't really care much for the second game. I like the first two games a lot in that series. Um, but man, they just there was something about the combat and the w- the way enemies would uh, when they introduce new enemy types. Whereas in Devil May Cry, you, you have to change it up a little bit how you attack things because if they have a shield or something, but mostly it's just mashing that triangle button. You're supposed to be going for style points and doing different things. And I do do that, but it's 
you do it if when I you're doing it for style literally got that system right i think it's i think it's dumb i just i and i do it because i want to earn more well, stuff so i can buy stuff i oh man what god hand had that in it and that was a lot of fun to do really dumb shit in that game that's a criminally underrated game. So I liked it more in, in Ninja Gaiden where you were just instantly punished if you didn't figure out how to beat these enemies because they would take a chunk of your fucking health if you didn't do the right and attacks. Heal and healing was sparse. Yes. yes like very. You, you, you find yourself in the risk reward portion that, you know, do I use a healing item now and I might need it later? Because I don't know what's right. coming around this corner. Yes. And, uh, Devil May Cry, it was chat. I never remember Devil May Cry being that hard. Just, I'm again playing on the normal settings. Yeah. But playing through the first one, there were some, I just had more issues with pathfinding. stuff doing it. Yeah. Well, pathfinding, that game was not laid out well. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like knocking the dudes up in the air and shooting them and keeping them in the air and stuff. Like it was. Yeah. There's fun stuff to do. I'm not, I don't want to bash it like holy, but I, I just feel like. I still remember that end fight just being awesome. Like that was just a really unique uh, final boss. I don't even remember it. The dude had the wings that came over the front. They just had like some really interesting looking angel, angelic demon looking dude. Yeah, I still don't. I Astor just, was his name. No. Yeah, I that might. No, Astor, I, I think was a sword. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the the villain's name. Abaddon. Like it was definitely an A word. Uh, but I I played it back on the PS2. Aberestos. <laughs> That's it. Asbestos. Akinamino. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. I just don't even remember. But I remember certain encounters in Ninja Gaiden. Aberobocon. Very well versus the Devil May Cry stuff. I do. Devil May Cry Three had some crazy, awesome cutscenes. I will say that, which I don't mind. That that's the first. Honestly, that was one of the, like that first fight against that giant lava spider was still fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I still remember him being very upset that you were going to kill him. <laughs> Right. Like I, was, I was like, oh, I've never heard an enemy react the way this to losing. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to pick up Devil May Cry 5 eventually. I do want to at least, I need to finish DMC, which is not even part of that story, so to speak. But it's the story in DMC, because it's Western made, it's actually coherent and I, I kind of enjoy it. The Devil May Cry stories are fucking awful and horribly written. Not surprising. Um, and just the, have you played the demo for Devil May Cry 5 yet at no. all? Just weird for the sake of weird is, is what a lot of it is. Uh, and again, Ninja Gaiden did that stuff a lot. But dude, that's what I loved about Ninja Gaiden. It's like that first dude you fight turns out to be an enemy for real. And you got to fight him later. Oh, your master. Yeah. Like that. I thought that was but great. No, that, that first fight you got into, that dude wrecked you. Yes. He showed you, man, he that was frustrating as fuck. And they did not they, give you a close checkpoint. Well, no, and that's <laughs> no. And that's why I think that's why that game is so fondly remembered for me is because you almost had to earn your way into the game. Yeah. You really just get past the first level. It, it was brutally fucking hard, which then also brings me to like the, the, these young folks with their souls games that it's like, they think that was the first game to game come out. That was hard. <laughs> it's like, you have, we played hard games, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, go back to, Oh man. Uh, not even NES games. Cause NES was like the first time I ever really like, beat uh bikes was able to complete games yeah i honestly can't tell you one game i finished on the master system <laughs> i can't name not a game one. for the master system <laughs> not one like they were the hardest games i've ever played they were still, and still this day and i think the first game i legitimately beat was on the genesis space harrier 2 the uh well and here's the thing though be 
they were challenging That's this ominous yeah, like some <laughs> serious thunder out there they they were hard the same way the souls games are hard in that they would just make you repeat stuff like the game like if you have infinite lives and in certain checkpoints you could have got past a lot of stuff on those nes games oh yeah but you didn't so but you didn't because it was still mar it was still like the lack of understanding of, of what a home console was yeah it was still like oh we need them we need to kill them to keep pumping quarters into it right well I, it was also too just i think it was more if we're going to get parents to spend 50 dollars on these games the, it has to last more than a half hour right so the, I, I that was that was the way they did it back then is you get three lives every you, you die in one hit what's going on i, I can't listen to this anymore Come what's on. what's happening he's getting his fucking dick <laughs> samson you want to go outside Come on. All right, listeners, we're gonna we're gonna take a Samson potty break. Why just sits there, just fucking gargles his cock and just wait. <laughs> fuck. Sorry. You would do it too if you could, John. Not if I had to fucking pee. <laughs> good point. Good point. All right. So where were we? Um, action games. Oh, yeah. I was doing my old man rant about hard video games and how my kids. No, we grew up on games with one life. Like you. Some of them one life. Well, you get like three lives, but you die in one hit. Yes. You had to, like Contra and stuff like that. You had to. Ooh. You had to be excellent yeah like truly and uh the souls games are hard i'm not i'm not gonna say they're not they are challenging but again it's to me it's that false it's not the same as Ninja the, guy thing, like, the thing with, with soul with the souls games like granted like i do i don't play them because i know what that know what that is it's going back into memory memor memorization of patterns because we're pattern section beings like that's that's why those games are like have had such a resurgence because that's how we loved video games back back when. I just don't get it because, uh, again, referencing specifically Ninja Gaiden, the 3D, not even the NES ones, which were brutally fucking hard, even harder than the Xbox one, uh, is the fact that in, in the Souls games, they take away your XP when you die. So now... Then you, you got to find your, your You got to find it and get it back. In the hopes. So basically, I wish that existed in older games. You right. That's what I mean. Is you can you can power up to a point where you're you're hitting the boss for more and doing more damage. Ninja Gaiden, you just literally had to get better. That was the only way around any boss was be better, not level up, not get more health or more damage. Yeah, there was fucking no, there was no be farming. Better. Eh, I guess there was to a point. I mean, you could Ninja, get health Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Gaiden have one. One one thing that was worth farming for, that was the unlabored flawlessness. Oh yeah, I spent so much time in the crypt beating those <laughs> giant fucking cicada monster, yeah, slug things and to they, level that thing up, and it was worth every second, just to wreck demons with my ore. And then the uh, the in in the in Ninja Gaiden. They, have, I mean, in, uh, I'm getting all confused here. Ninja Gaiden, the enemies would respawn from room to room. You go back and forth, make the enemies respawn, right? Certain ones. Dark Souls, 
they only respawn if you die. So if, as long as you don't die, but if they, if you die, they all respawn, which is a pain in the ass. But a lot of times you just end up running past them. And I'm talking about souls. I, the one I played the most is Bloodborne because I really like that, that aesthetic. That would drive me nuts because I'm like old school. I need to kill everything. Right. So what do you think of Darksiders 3? Because they, they kind of did a, a souls take with it, which I did not appreciate. I wanted Darksiders I, to be Darksiders. It didn't matter to me. So it wasn't as that hard. Thing, she controlled different enough. And then it, you also, that's another one. You had to learn how to use her and her right. What were they? Um, those uh, chaos things or whatever. The things that the dude gives you, the, uh, the hollows, the right yeah. hollow for, for the situation. Yeah. Which I enjoyed flipping back and forth between those. Yeah. Um, Did you finish Darksiders 3? No, I was waiting for them to re-implement the HDR patch, and they never did. <laughs> and I put it in uh, like a week or two ago, and I started playing it. And I, I mean, I, I like it, but I'm like, I'm also trying to just stay focused on one game, which isn't that, working. That picks up uh, once you I think once you get your second or third hollow, when you have uh, have a few more conversations with that character. Uh, that's when it seemed to get interesting for me it's a solid game and i do like that they re-implemented more darksiders type stuff with the uh what did they add in a patch with the dodge being more reliable yeah that thing was almost worthless yeah they they patched that fixed that up and they also made it so that you could heal your heal animation was instant and like dark soul (laughs) where they they, that's where they took it from (laughs) yeah they Break that crystal. Yeah, you have to like stop and heal because that was that was lifted from the Souls games. I'm like, dude, just be Darksiders. I want to play Darksiders. I don't want to play Dark Souls. I came here to play Darksiders. And again, not not nearly as hard. The combat's not as challenging. And also your your souls, even if you die twice in a row, both of your souls are there. You don't lose all your souls if you die twice like you do in a Souls game. Like if if you die two times, you lost all those souls that are gone. You just have to go and kill I never noticed I never died twice in a row like that. I always got yeah. back to where I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you yeah, if you if you die without grabbing your souls, then they're gone. You have to just re-earn them all. It's a thunderstorm. You want me to Sorry, hold you? No. <laughs> we'll be okay. Sorry for it's just thunder. Put on your souls game. <laughs> um the cosmos is tearing itself apart. <laughs> no, it's just thunderstorm. We'll, we'll be okay. No, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> um all right. What else you got? Oh, my God, man. I've been playing a lot. Actually, I've gotten back into playing pub. Oh, yeah? Man. Walk myself in some bad situations in that game. There's games where you play and you feel like you're just a monster. Nothing, Nothing's going to get in your way. You're just going to plow through people. And then, man, does that throw it right back in your face the next corner you turn? Yeah, I don't like. I don't like that. <laughs> I play games as an Anyways, escape. Man, it, it, you are punished for being in the wrong position, not not paying attention enough, and getting distracted. Yeah, and I am. Those games are not really my bag. I mean, they it is clearly because I can't stop playing it. Yeah, it but it's just like it's just bag. one of those things that they just. Man, I could just do better. It's a lot like golf. Like, yeah, you played well that game, but you could do better. I just don't like the whole battle. There's just too many losers and not enough winners in a battle royale for me. I like oh, winning. Oh, but man, being on top of that pile is fucking satisfying. Yeah, I I, I like to win more often. Well, then that's why I do the other game I play. <laughs> Was that Overwatch? Overwatch. Because I win a lot in that game. Man, uh, 
my main character is Moira, and everyone now is giving me shit because that's all I play with. Yeah. But I was like, all right, you guys want to give up 35, 40 kills around. Yeah. See how well we do now. See, that's the one thing I don't like about that game is the fact that, uh, I, I like Overwatch a lot. I like the design of it. I think it's great. I think it's fun. But I don't like when I'm playing with a bunch of random people and there's no tank or there's no healer. So then I, I'm, you're forced into a role that you either don't want to play or you're not good at. Well, and that's also and you know, that also works as a benefit that well now you have to learn another character. Yeah, I don't want to. Well, I want with a group of people <laughs> that has their mains. Yeah, like that. We have a pretty good cop for. for God damn, did I just fucking say that? <laughs> I did. No, we got a pretty good, pretty good group of guys that we all fit into certain roles. Like, and I think Moira is perfect for the way I like to play. Is I like to heal. But I also like to just wreck stuff. Yeah. And she is a perfect balance of that. Hmm. Um, and, and man, it's just, it's just, it's just great. Um, and then also leads into like, cause I've been playing as I need to get Donnie on this. We should do, we should do a second, just pitching a segment to you live pitch. Yeah. You'd have Donnie in here, do a quick two minute recap of overwatch for the week. Okay, <laughs> because he, there are specific names for all these characters. Okay, let me throw one out there: Lou Diamond Phillips. What character do you think that is? Uh, McCree. No, <laughs> I don't know who it is. Farah, because she's got long black hair. Oh my god! We had to we had to tell him that wasn't Emilio Estevez <laughs> because he's like you know the guy from Young Guns. I was like, no, there's Lou Diamond Phillips. Huh. Okay, here's another one. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. See, I would think that would be... Uh, who's, who's the chick that can fly? No, that's Farah. Wait, so it's also... Oh, that's... Okay, so... Uh, Farah's the one that flies and reigns with the raptor suit. Wonder Woman would be... I can't remember all my characters. I don't know. I give up. Okay, she's the one that's... Uh, is, um, uh, Symmetra. The one that throws all the, like, the turrets and the big wall and stuff up. Okay. I could see that. All right. Then you got the whirling dermish. Whirling dermish. Uh, That's Hammond, the hamster. Because oh, he can I, attach even, I don't even know that character. Well, he can attach to something in the room and spin around. Oh, uh, okay. The whirling dermish. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. I quit playing before he came out. Okay. Die, die, die. Clearly, that's Reaper. Yeah. Um, Man, what's the number? I can't. Now, since you made me watch Last Starfighter, I can only think of the Death Blossom from Last Starfighter now, <laughs> which is so bad. It's so terrible. Um, uh, oh, what's the other one? Harry Potter. Uh, May? Yes. Yeah, because it. she's got glasses. Yeah, I, that's why I made that association. That's the only reason. I hate so, May. I hate so May so much. Apparently, oh, dude. But I hate May when she's a, on my team. I hate a, her when she's on the other team. No, I hate for, May. For me, he's a Widowmaker. Like, no. I think that's just an instant team handicap when you have a and every random plays as a Widowmaker. Really? It's maddening. They all think they're expert snipers. Yeah, uh, Sharkhead is Road Roadhog because Tom, uh, one of the guys who play with Tomsy always he always has that costume on where it's a shark head. Nice. Um, I'm the Joker because Moira has got red hair and the eye patch. It's okay. So, yeah, <laughs> that makes no sense. And then there's Dick Nose. Dick nose. Who has a dick nose in that game? Oh, that's got to be uh, what's the guy with the peg leg? Junk rat? No, that's the dirty rat. Oh, it's dirty rat. I don't know that. That's who he calls the dirty rat. Who's dick nose is Reinhardt. 
We still haven't what? we still haven't figured this out yet. On no why sense. he started calling Reinhard Dick Nose. <laughs> and it is every time. Oh, got Dick Nose out there. All right, let's roll. <laughs> like it's fucking nuts. Dick Nose. He I'm is good. hands down the most fun person in the world to play games with. <laughs> Literally is. Does, does he listen to the podcast? No. No, he'll do any of this. But <laughs> he's he, the, the man's comedy gold. Yeah. I've never not had a good time playing with Donnie. Even when he's having a bad day. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's priceless. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so still playing a lot of Overwatch. Um, still trying to get all the orbs in Crackdown. I think I'm under 30 now. Wow. With no maps. Yeah. No, no pings, like just Oof. brute forcing volume up the, 50 your character's got to be maxed out though right no i got two things that still need to be maxed really explosions and driving those are always the last ones though explosions are i should have got that earlier because i blow a lot of stuff up but the guns just i love the dead eye the dead eye factor they made foot travel too fun in that game to even want to drive exactly and the races blow balls i don't like racing period it is like man every man i played this one race for probably a good hour Fuck like that. just trying Fuck. to trying to get a gold medal on. Fuck, it. I hate races <laughs> and, for that reason. And every literally every turn at the perfect line, there's always some traffic there Ugh. that would just blow up my run. Like I'd be at like two turns left. I'm like, I got this. All of a sudden, oh, here's your unicycle motorbike. Boom! Then I go careening <laughs> off into the water. Dude, I I just hate redoing things. So I, that's why I hate races. Well, I and, nailed and, like I nailed all the foot races first try gold every yeah. time just because maneuverability is so much fun in that game. But man, man, finding some of these orbs are just in just devious spots. It's some of them I probably passed over 90 times. Yeah. Dude, I, I have one orb left in the original crackdown. One agility orb. I still have a bunch of the uh, whatever they are, the mystery orbs or whatever. Hidden orbs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I still have that. Two actually has the ping that makes that stuff right. a lot easier to find. But man, this this last group because I think I'm down to most of them are like I got two areas that have one, like one hidden orb. Yeah, one hidden orb in each one. Yeah, and then the middle section that got the really high tie rise where there's a lot of verticality to find. Like it's so hard just to commit your way. Just I'm gonna go straight up this one. Go down the next side, straight up this side, go down this side and make sure you get everything along the way. Because you start off, you start off everyone great. Like you systematically go through the area and then you're, you're stuck in the whole city. You're like, fuck, I don't know where I looked. <laughs> right. Uh, Man, what else? Division Division two is coming out. Are you interested in that? No, I play a little bit of the Division one. It's it's a solid game. It's a good game. I like the uh, I like modern real weapons. I'm, I think I'm just kind of sick of the hamster wheel in games. Like I, I played a lot of Destiny. Mm. I used to play World War, but I, I just I'm done with the grind, so to speak. What? Some, oh, Anthem. I was I was so hyped for Anthem, and oh, I didn't even I end up picking it, installed, it up. I have yet to play it. I just don't want to do the hamster wheel anymore. And it, it, Anthem looks great. Like the you got the Iron Man suits. Uh, I played the the alpha test, which was buggy because it's an alpha test. But the overall, the gameplay was solid and fun. But I just don't want to grind for gear anymore. I don't know what my deal is. I've just kind of. Well, we value time. We do, and I've, I'm kind of narrowing down. I, I 
I definitely enjoy single player experiences a lot more than multiplayer now. I do like some some good narrative. I really like like my game of the year last year, the Spider Man. I love I love the Spider Man game partially because I just love Spider Man. I love, but uh, that game was really well done. The story, the game, this the web swinging. I mean, it's not a perfect game by any means. I have some nitpicks with some side missions and stuff, but uh that's tough i mean if i had to choose it the game would probably play the most with pub oh yeah i yeah 100 <laughs> percent. like if, if i sign on my xbox you are playing PUBG. that was easily your which most is the game weirdest last thing because that is not my jam like nothing i it, shouldn't like for the games that i love i shouldn't like that game as much as i do yeah but i think it, it's the constant you could do better in like the the compet the the competitiveness in me yeah just it just it just well, that's what always drove me in street fighter though it just nags me when i play street fight that's the one game where i i mean sometimes you can get some lag issues and stuff but like you can't blame like anything other than how bad you suck or how good you are yep. in street Fighter or any fighting game but for me it's street fighter it's Whereas with shooters, there's so many other elements where you spawn or what you you know spawn near and teammates well, and all yeah. that kind of. There's other factors that you well, can't control. I really think like and I really think that I think pub really shines more in duos than yeah. anything else. Like even though we had man, we had a great um, a great team team win, not a chicken dinner, like a, a good like encounter where one of our guys ran off and got in a firefight over this bridge. I was back a little bit, like just kind of suppressing the guy. Yeah. Then our third guy, we were playing three on the four team squads. We were at three man squad. And then our guy came rolling in off the side and he was just, just shooting to shoot just to feel involved. But it distracted enough that I was able to flank around and come up the side of the guys and peel all three of them. Nice. It was just like when you get to do tactical stuff and that actually <laughs> feels legitimate when you, when you, when you execute a plan. <laughs> yeah that's what i was like i used to play the ghost recon games and uh i did like that about the multiplayer and the single player um but i, I don't know i just i but also the, like winning occasionally yeah well in the, in the <laughs> i want to I, I would play I, th I think if i was going to play a battle royale it'd be apex legends i have it downloaded it just, i love <sighs> titanfall love those developers i i i like i like the the look of that game i like the classes 60 frames dude my I love that. only my only real gripe is that game is time to kill is just it seems like it takes so much to kill someone and if you're not grouped up like it if it does not it does not work well for rogues yeah like someone that likes to go off in his own explorer like yeah dude i'm in this world like i want to see what's going on yeah which is also my biggest problem in pub is i i am like a wanderer <laughs> like i will get so far away from that i was like where, where is everybody like just assume everyone's on my hip so did you see uh, some news that I think you would f uh, find exciting? Uh, it's uh, Turtle. What's the name of that studio that made Left 4 Dead? Turtle Rock. Turtle Rock is making uh, working on a game called like Back for the Dead or something. And they're saying it's not Left 4 Dead, but it is a zombie co-op shooter. <laughs> if if they can do their versus mode in a zombie co-op shooter where you're actually fighting your friends that are zombies special infected that game's a winner i thought they did that 
Did they not do that? They did that in, in Left 4 Dead. Okay. I was going to say, I, I, that's all, what I remember happening. Which is a bummer that, uh, man, talk about a game you bounce off. We all bounce off. Back for quick. Blood. I'm sorry. Back for Blood is the name of the game. I'm going to write that with, down. With did the, you see, remember watching a trailer for that Void uh, Bas Bastards that I sent you? Yes. I sent it that to That looks Logan. awesome. There's a bunch of games coming out that look like that this year. Like that Sigil from uh, John Romero mm -hmm. or, and... Uh, there's a few other ones. Yeah, that I got I saw that. Too. I got that special edition huge box coming my way. Nice. Um, but no, uh, yeah, definitely that Void Bastards. I, I mean, I honestly, the game I, I don't mind grinding in over anything else is probably Borderlands. Yeah. So they'll be announcing that this year. I'm almost positive they're gonna announce Borderlands Three. Yeah, I don't know your, if it'll be out this year. Your box needs a win. <laughs> right? It's like, dude, they know that's a win. They know Borderlands Three is money. So I, I'm just curious if it's going to be this console generation, if they're going to wait till next year when I assume the new consoles will be out. Do you think it's going to be next year? I do. I, I could be wrong. I'm I often don't. wrong, but I, I think I think it'll be next I don't. year. I think we're going to get another half measure. I don't I don't think so. That's I'm well, I mean, for how quickly the half measure came out in this generation with the with the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro, I think we're going to get a, a more solid version of those two. Like the Xbox One S that they're that's going to be discless. Yeah, that's definitely coming out next year, which leads me to believe that I feel Xbox like that would come out this year. I feel like that'll be out for this holiday. You think so? That's easy because the whole point of that is it's cheaper for them to make it, so they should be able to get it to the market pretty quick. I would think that the S would be. A, I think the whole thing with the the half measure systems. I think that's Microsoft because because the original Xbox was so underpowered compared to the PS4. Then they, why do the games look better? They don't. <laughs> I have both systems <laughs> in, on the original Xbox. Xbox One versus PS4. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the OG. No, 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 no. I'm talking about because you're talking they, about the rebranded Xbox. The Xbox One. Okay. Yeah, not the original Xbox. I call the original Xbox the original Xbox and the Xbox One. Yeah, it's all it's it's their fault. It's not mine. <laughs> it's <laughs> their dumbest naming. The scheme. next Xbox is going to be called the Xbox 4.5 or whatever because like it's so stupid. I don't know what. Seven twenty. It's a 360 and a half. And now the next one will be called Xbox Infinite. Watch. <laughs> like, just watch. Please, no. I would Don't not give them any ideas. Call it now. Xbox Infinite 2020. Uh, no, and the, the original Xbox One, because it was so underpowered compared to the PS4, and they felt they had to have a system that could, you know... I think that was the... Uh, out of all the, the shit they got for their ideas at that E3 in 2013 or whatever, that was honestly the, the main thing that people saw was just... The Xbox One is running games in 720, and the PS4 is running games in 1080. You know, like that was enough for for a lot of people to just be like, "Yeah, this, that doesn't make sense. Why would I get yeah. that?" And that was a terrible decision. After two generations where they had the most powerful, best looking games, why the fuck would they think to go underpowered? It it is well, it was worse. It was underpowered and performed poorly. Yeah. Like, Man, they're just stuff that shouldn't happen. Like load time should not be an issue at this point. Yeah, yeah, they're especially if I'm installing the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the installing it has has helped this problem at all. No, with the load times, you mean? Yeah. Um, I, mm, I mean, yeah, they're, they're not going to disappear though. I mean, even on my PC, where I got like sixteen they're gigs of RAM, non-existent. They're definitely less. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're they are definitely less, but it also depends on what you're loading in. But 
I'm, uh, if they can get an open world game to run without loading screens, any game should run without loading screens. Right. I agree with that. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Does that run without loading screens? I don't know. I don't play that one. Well, unless you're coming in and out of the Animus. Yeah. Like, that's the only time that's any loading screen where you're legitimately loading a different world. Yeah. Like, that's what always drove me nuts with Tiger Woods, is you literally loaded every fucking hole, which is why the golf club's a better game. Huh. Because you literally <laughs> just go boom, boom, boom. You load the whole fucking course. Yeah. And you're just there. Just go next hole. All right, let's go. That's pretty tight. It literally cuts down about 15 minutes off a round. Holy shit. By just not having to load that 30 or 40 seconds. No. Which was his agony. All right. Uh, Another abrupt segue. We got to figure out what we're doing next week because I got to get going. Oh, yeah. You know, what were we talking about? Uh, Blade 2. Yeah. You want to do Blade 2? I like Blade 2. I haven't watched it in a long time. I haven't watched it in a long time either. And the dude to play Lomac in that movie should be in everything. <laughs> Who play? I don't even remember who that was. Oh, it's um, he, he was also the uh, the elf elf prince in oh in Hellboy two in Hellboy two. Oh, okay. Um, man, his name's escaping me right now. I know who you're talking about though. The he looks kind of like the Witcher and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, in Hellboy two. <laughs> uh, that dude can that dude can act. He was also in all in uh, at least. Two of the Death Race sequels, and he was really great. Hmm. And those were dumb fun, too. Yeah. Really enjoyed those. I only ever saw the original one with... Uh, Jason Statham? No, no, Or no. Sylvester Stallone? Sylvester Stallone. The, the Statham one, one isn't bad, either. I don't believe you. <laughs> that dude had, like, two good movies. Actually, that's not true. I first saw him in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and I had no idea he was going to go on to become an action star. I would never saw that coming, either. Like Especially that. after Snatch. Yeah. Like, like I thought it was going to be more because those were kind of like Tarantino inspired movies, in my opinion, like of that era. Well, I mean, I think Guy Ritchie talked about that in one of the audio commentaries, I think for Snatch. He's like, yeah, watch it. This dude's going to go places. There are no. one of those. And he's because he's, he's like, dude, this dude's physical. You can't. There's nothing he can't do. I really liked the Crank movies. I thought those were dumb fun. Mm-hmm. But. I can't get into the Fast and Furious stuff. I didn't. It's not Fast and fucking Furious. What? What is your problem with that shit? About? What do you mean? He's that's who he's in. That's his new movie that's coming out. He's, oh, he's literally he's in that universe. He's just part of it. Like it, yeah. it's not him. No, but he's in it. His fault. Right, now. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus. I hate those movies. I've never even seen them. Yes, again, hate something you've never fucking watched. Well, that's what they make trailers for, John. Why would I go? Oh, because every bad trailer means the movie's bad. We should dissect that because I mean, right now, the only thing I can think of is that means yeah, nothing true. before 1990. <laughs> all that fucking sucks. But no, but that was at the time. The trailer it, it, trailers were a lot different. Your argument then. sucks. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty accurate. I think. No, it's not accurate. So I'm trying to think, cause I, was, I was thinking back to the, the 2016 Ghostbusters and that trailer sucked. And I was still went and saw the movie against my better judgment. You still never finished the movie either. No, no, no. I watched it at home. I did. I watched it because I had to because it was Ghostbusters. Uh, but no, I did. I was able to watch it at home with a lot of pausing and eating and, and yelling and stuff, um, but which I couldn't do at the theater. It took me probably about four hours to get all the way through it uh, over time. But, uh, but yeah, that trailer was terrible. And then the movie was was terrible. But I think more accurate thing to say would is that uh, 
a good trailer doesn't make a good movie. Because I remember I went to go see Ultraviolet because I thought the trailer was cool. And the it trailer was, did look hot. And then, you know, he did Equilibrium before that, so I was on board. And then I went and saw Ultraviolet, and I was terribly disappointed. <laughs> That's another one with that kid that was in, like, four or five movies around the same time. I don't even... I've, I've blacked that movie out. I blacked it out of my memory because I was so angry after leaving. Because I was, like, I was like day one at the theater, See, me and my buddy. Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux had a really good trailer. Um, was Charlie's Theron? No, I, rem- I remember the trailer. Or I remember that it came out. I don't remember the trailer for it. I didn't think it looked great. That was a weird show. That's a weird property. Uh, what else? I don't know. I can't think of anything. What I- do you think? What do you think about that making a third uh, Guy Ritchie-ish Sherlock movie? Oh, I think I like those movies. I like those movies too. Like they're, they're not anything like I'm a huge fan of, but I, I definitely enjoyed them. No, uh, are, are they doing that? You know what? Yeah, uh, oh, okay. allegedly. Oh, okay. Because now Robert Downey Jr. has time, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I wonder. Yeah, man. Because did you ever see? You know what? I changed my mind. <laughs> have you watched uh, King Arthur: Legend of the Sword yet? No, I have no interest. That's it. I saw that trailer. See, that's, that trailer told me I did want to see the movie. Why? I don't. What's wrong with the Arthurian tales? That's that's one with the kid. Oh, I'm thinking of Kid Arthur. I'm getting confused it's not now. Not the kid in King Arthur. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know what the, what's the King Arthur. This one? This is the guy Richie King Arthur movie. Is that the one with uh, the kid from Pacific Rim? Yes. Okay, no, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, let's watch that one. You want to do that? Because I love talking about that do you, movie. Do you have a physical cop? I don't have. I that do. Movie. All right, let me of borrow that. Of course, I do. Is it non-anamorphic widescreen? <laughs> No, it's a legitimate Blu-ray. I know it. It has to be. It's not that old. <laughs> no, let's watch that one because I have another another weird one. Because uh, let's go back to my point. Um, that trailer for the new the newest Robin Hood movie, the kid from um, the Kingsman movies. Yeah, that movie isn't nearly as bad as that trailer was. I thought the trailer made the movie look kind of interesting. Really, because we yeah. get like a, a Robin Hood movie once every. Get a lot of every Robin other year. Hey, I, you know what? Robin every movie? three years, I think we get a, a Robin Hood movie. I really liked the Kevin Costner Robin Hood, <laughs> Prince of Thieves. That's yeah. only good because um, because it was Alan the 90s. Rickman. Alan Rickman was fucking great in that. Alan movie. Rickman was awesome. Just I, I really like that movie. I, I love Kevin Costner's complete and utter lack of an English accent. <laughs> like he didn't even try to do an English accent. They just were like fuck it. <laughs> Neither did Christian Slater. No. They're like it's like now, fuck it. Why bother? Why even bother with this? But I, I enjoyed that movie despite that. Also, I was very young. Eventually, we're going to watch The Rocketeer. I don't know when the last time you watched that was. Oh, I still love that movie. Oh, okay. yeah, that's I watched that's a great it movie. probably a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's just joy. Yeah, this man. Crazy. I was so happy when I found out that guy was directing. Who's that? Walter uh, uh, Walter Dot- Dotton. Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton, that's it. Yep. Yeah, Timothy Dalton. I just... The two could be in anything. He's always good. He was really great in that show, um, Penny Dreadful. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really watch that. That, was, that show was really good. But no, when I found out that Joe Johnson was directing Captain America, the first one, I was like, that's perfect. Because the Rocketeer was so great as, you know, being from that era. I was like, dude, because it felt like an older movie, you know, like when you see yeah. it, it's, it's got that feel to it. So when he was when I found out he was doing the first Avenger, I was like, that's so fucking perfect. That's so great. So, OK. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. 
King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. And it's probably going to take me 20 minutes to find it. All right. But uh, that's all we got this week. Um, we are up on some... For- As of right now, uh, we just got approved for Google Podcasts. We're still when's, waiting. When's our release date? Like, what day are these going to I don't know. Live? We've kind of, like... I'm waiting, honestly, until we're up on Apple, because that's the big one. That's where we get most of our downloads on my other podcast, Couple Goals with S&M. Check it out. Available on all the podcast providers, pretty much, except for iHeartRadio. Uh, but once we're up on Apple, now that we're on Google Podcasts, we just need to be up on Apple, and then we'll have, like, a, a firm grand opening whatever the hell you want to call it because i feel like we've had like a soft launch we'll have like a yeah. soft uh, launch of friends and stuff yeah listening so uh but until then uh so we're on anchor pocket casts google podcasts and spotify right now so uh but when we're slowly expanding it will be on stitcher and apple eventually which once we're on those i mean that's the only other one I can think of is like CastBox. I think a lot of people use that app too. Um, but Apple's always been the main one that I see in my stats. So uh, that's it, man. All right. Thanks for listening. Later. Next week.